This is Who Kicked the Corner Flag, an English soccer game show podcast. With Kevin De Bruyne, who sets up a shot and scores. And now it's with Harry Kane, and it's another chance to make it three, and he doesn't miss this time. That's Coutinho for Salah. Oh, that's brilliant. Mo Salah's header from Coutinho's excellent cross. And here's your host, James Rose. Did you know there is one player who has already committed 26 fouls in this season alone? But more on that later. Hello and welcome to episode 6 of our second season. Hope your week is going well. I'm delighted to be joined today by the leader of the KC Spurs, the man who's starting a campaign to get Wenger reinstated at Arsenal, and who's now styling his hair like Paul Gazaniga. Who wouldn't? It's Jared Bessamente. How are you, bud? As always, Kev, everything is correct. Well done, sir. Oh, well done indeed. I get my facts checked. And I'm joined by the leader of the Casey Gooners, the man who's back home fresh from his Arsenal fan exploits in London and who prefers to play Spider-Man over FIFA 19. Priorities, it's Voice Richardson. How are you, bud? Good. Apparently I'm being followed on the PlayStation Network, though. I'll have to keep that in mind later. (laughs) It's everywhere. Uh, Right, let's start off as usual with our top three segment, where our contestants try to figure out which stories and games were the most discussed. Three points for guessing number one, two for number two, and so on. Jared, you are going to get to go first this week. So out of all the fixtures played over the weekend, what do you think made the top four? You know, I'm chuckling because I am glad I get to go first, but... (laughs) Uh, I'm going to make this brief because I know that uh, uh, my fellow contestant has a lot to say about this. Uh, Fulham 5-1 Craven Cottage. That will absolutely do it. Uh, But that'll only take second spot. I refuse to say their name. (laughs) (laughs) Those who won't be mentioned. Uh, Second spot, unfortunately, so they'll just get you two points, but two points nonetheless. Arsenal, I said it, take a ninth straight win in all competitions. It's tough to say. Thanks to a dazzling display uh, at Craven Cottage, as Jared pointed out, the final score was 5-1 to the Gunners. Arsenal have now won four out of their five away games, which is as many as they had won in their previous 19 on the road. So a little bit of improvement there. Jared, as a Spurs fan, are you thinking, this might be too early to ask this, but I'm going to ask it. Are you thinking that Arsenal might beat Spurs in the top four race this season? Uh, uh, to get my uh, to get my Spurs punch in here, I am uh, I'm very glad to uh, uh, think you know maybe they have a shot this year. You know that's a fun little thought uh, <laughs> as, as a Spurs fan. You know this plucky little side from North London. We'll see if they have what it takes. Uh, yes, of course. We've said even with Arsene Wenger, uh, you know this side was too talented, and I do believe that they were underachieving. And uh, finally with Alexander Lacazette uh, actually producing and I was uh, signing an Aubameyang. Uh, I mean, they just ran rampant over at Craven Cottage with a full-on team, is, which is no walkover, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I... Yeah. They're... <laughs> they're 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 a team that you know that you certainly can't look past. Uh, Noah Spurs sitting, I think they're saying level on points and all this jazz, whatever. But, you know, I still hate them. But you really can't take anything away uh, from Unai Emery. You know, it wasn't very hard to outperform their away record last season. <laughs> but those are things you need to do. You know, you know, we talk about this all the time. Good teams win the games that you're supposed to win. And on paper, on this, this is a match, even away, that Arsenal is supposed to win. They do that, and uh, you got to be heartened. If you're a Gunners fan, uh, moving forward with the squad, and uh, hopefully you know they can utterly collapse. But you know, uh, I 
I, I do think there is plenty there. And if they can keep giving the ball to Lacazette and, well, and uh, not Welbeck, who am I kidding? Uh, no, <laughs> Obama Yang in, uh, in positive positions. I mean, I got to say, Lacazette scored some very impressive goals this year. Uh, and we talked about, you know, this Arsenal squad earlier having several chances on goal and just feeling like they couldn't put away the easy ball. They put all that aside uh, this past weekend. So, uh, the short answer to your question is yes, James. Mm-hmm. Yes, hard to answer, but uh, answer indeed. Boyce, nothing but happiness for the Gunners right now. Tell us how you're feeling and uh, go ahead and break down the game. You know, it was absolutely incredible. It was one of those strange things. This weekend was actually my first Arsenal away match in my history of watching Arsenal. So I was down uh, at the end of Craven Cottage where we scored four goals. You know, it's one of those situations where you watch Lacazette's first goal go in and Fulham's just kind of inability to defend. It was strange to see them go to a back three. Cyrus Christie just got overrun for the most part of the day between Montreal and uh, Awobi. But, you know, again, Sherless scores that goal going right into halftime and you start to wonder whether or not maybe something unfortunate could happen. And then the dams just burst. Lacazette comes in just absolutely nails that ball into the lower left-hand side and the route was just on it, being an away fan is always a little bit concerning because it, it's fun to be an away fan when you win and it's terrible to be an away fan when you lose but i will say that ramsey goal the third goal was one of the more incredible football moments i've experienced live just every single one of those touches between lacazette ramsey the back heel by bellerin the double seal dribble by Aaron Ramsey, and then that lovely pass from Mkhitaryan to Obama Yang. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I just, it's fine. Jesus, God. It was, it's perhaps the sexiest team goal we're going to get during the 1819 uh, campaign. Beethoven <laughs> but, Symphony, good grief. But, you know, I, I mean, to, to Jared's earlier point, to your point about nine matches in a row, I, I think you have to temper expectations just a little bit. These are matches that Arsenal might not have won during the 1718 campaign, but they're certainly ones that they should win. You know, you're still talking about a team that when faced with Manchester City earlier on in the year at home, didn't get much done, probably should have taken a point from that Chelsea away match, which would have made things a little bit different. But Mm -hmm. I think the distinction between last year's team and this year's team is that Arsenal are winning the matches on the road that they need to win. And this can only help Arsenal later on during the season because they're playing some of the terrible teams, the lower table teams away now which means that those lower-table, terrible teams come to the Emirates later on in 2019. And those are matches that you have to win. And if Arsenal's going to compete for a top-four spot, that's what you have to do. You know, the, the, the bottom five or so teams, or maybe even the bottom ten or so teams, if you have those away opportunities and you can take three points, you have to be able to do it. I, I know that that Mariner and a couple of other people have said that there are still defensive shortcomings, and there definitely are. I think the most amazing thing that I left this weekend's match thinking was Shkodan Mustafi actually had a decent match uh, where I had <laughs> I had no criticism. I was on the left-hand side of the away stand, and uh, I watched that Nacho Monreal giveaway in slow motion, and you could just see it. Like, you, you know, I mean, obviously it ended up happening in pretty short succession, but uh, you knew that goal was coming. And yeah. there are still those moments with this team where if Burnt Lino doesn't save that deflection in the third minute and that ball goes in the back of the net, who knows what happens out of this. And I, I think this Arsenal team is incredibly talented, but they are still subject to momentary exposures and defensive lapses that could very well cost them against, say, a team like Liverpool in early November. 
Uh, let's move on to first and third spot, and it is your turn, boys. So uh, what do you think made the list? Let's talk about how Riyad Mahrez's penalty kick might just have landed in South London. <laughs> you know what's funny? As much as I desperately want to talk about that, it is not on the list because the game was so boring. Um, so, Jared, we're going to swing back to you. What do you think, bud? Oh, my God. I'd love to crack a Burnley joke here, but I don't want you to take me seriously. Um <laughs> Let's talk about Bournemouth 4-0 over Watford. That was on the list. Yes, and that'll get you just the one point for that one. Uh, Watford stung by the Cherries at Vicarage Road with four goals without reply. Uh, final score was 4-0. Bournemouth have now taken 16 points from their opening eight games. Uh, what's interesting is that last season, it took them 16 matches to reach that same tally. Jared, you're a little bit of a secret fan of these Cherries. Do you think uh, Eddie Howe is building a long-term squad here? I, I think he is, and he has. I mean, with just roaring their way through the lower divisions in the championship, I mean, this team is built to succeed. If their guys are firing on all cylinders, uh, which you saw there, Josh King and Callum Wilson, having those guys uh, actually put balls away and move, I mean, this is a fun this is a fun squad. There's a question of whether or not they can obviously keep this going. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yep. They are they're in the Premier League uh, uh, solidly, and that and that's your first goal. Uh, so now they're talking about you know finishing consistently top half. Um, and really, I think it's a question of what's going to happen first: Bournemouth becoming a Premier League staple, uh, or Eddie Howe just succumbing to the dump truck of money that's going to be dropped into his front lawn with some big club. I mean, here as a as U.S. supporter, you think, uh, can he be fired so Jose Mourinho does not get the U.S. soccer job and Eddie Howe gets it instead? Uh, <laughs> that I would even entertain a player-coach option uh, for that. This is just a really, really fun team, and taking advantage of those early points, I mean, you're really looking at another year another year up and uh, uh, you wonder how much further they could go. Uh, mm-hmm. You look at, uh, you look at their stadium, which I think we looked us up. The Vitality holds, I think 16,000 people down on the coast where the posh Bournemouth fans go, Oh, are we good? Oh, great. Okay, let's go. <laughs> uh, so you, you wonder how much money, uh, you know, this can pour in for them to actually be uh, maybe a top, 10 or even top six contender. I admit that may seem far-fetched at the moment, but you can't argue the fact that they are here and they're here to uh, hang out for a bit. Mm -hmm. Boys for Watford, they're now without a win in four Premier League games, which is surprising because they won their first four and were looking pretty good. So what what do these Watford Hornets need to do to get their mojo back? Put Troy Deeney on a diet. Uh, (laughs) That is staying in. That is not edited. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it was one of those situations where we were watching this, I think Saturday I was at Loftus Road and we were stunned to see the score that the Cherries had put up four on Watford, but I like to think that Arsenal broke them, which (laughs) gives me joy because Troy Deeney and his histrionics between his questioning of Arsenal's cojones and then his nonsense about Danny Welbeck, who's already scored four goals. I don't know how many Deeney has, but I think Welbeck still has more, uh, I, this team is good. They're well coached. They have a solid midfield, uh, sort of a suspect defensive four, and a suspect keeper. I think the bottom was always destined to fall out a little bit on Watford. That they were never quite as good as they appeared to be. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, 
a, a team that's mid-table or bottom-table randomly beating Spurs isn't a moment for catharsis. It's just what happens every season. And in this case, you know, they had somebody get a, a red card on a double yellow, I, I think, in the 30th minute, the 32nd minute. Around that time, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was at home. It's not necessarily the, the best of losses for Watford to take, but it's always difficult to defend when you're down a man especially when being down a man also results in a red card and somebody being sent off. And when it was 2-0, the match was basically more or less over. I I think with Gray up top alongside maybe a a more svelte Troidini, they could do a little bit of damage. I I think this team is probably going to finish in the top eight by the time the season's over with, which is fine. Uh, Their aspirations were never really for anything greater, though, I don't think. So it's not like this team was going to challenge for certainly not a Champions League spot and definitely not a Europa League spot. So I think if you're top 10 and you're Watford, you've got to be pretty happy with the season. Boyce, we'll go back to you for the last one, which is still first spot. Uh, So what do you think it is? It is Manchester United's comeback win against Newcastle. It certainly is. Yes, and that'll get you those three points, which currently does tie you with Jared, just to make things uh, interesting there. Jose Mourinho lives to fight another day as Man United boss with a comeback win against Newcastle. The final score was 3-2. Despite talks of his imminent sacking, Mourinho now has the highest win percentage of any Man United manager. So that's a fun stat. We've talked about Mourinho before in the past. We've, I think we've all kind of agreed that he's uh, on his way out, but... I asked the same question. Do we think Mourinho has any kind of chance to turn things around? No. I, I, I think that this match was an outlier. You always knew once it was 2-2, uh, you know, I wouldn't necessarily have suggested that it was Alexis that was going to score the goal because it feels like he hasn't scored since 2017. But I thought it was going to be Fellaini. But when it became 2-2, you knew that Newcastle were going to fold. It was at Old Trafford. Mm-hmm. I felt a little bit conflicted because... I never really want Manchester United to win a match, but I'm not ready for Jose Mourinho to go. This isn't a situation where he's somehow going to turn this team around. They're poor defensively. They let a Newcastle team that hasn't scored very many goals at all score two very quick and easy goals. And even with Chris Smalling's new haircut, they're not going to get any better. Uh, (laughs) The friction between Mourinho and Pogba still exists. All the other problems, his battles with Martial, his battles with half of the other players on the roster. One win against a subpar Newcastle team isn't going to fix their ailments. And it was really funny to watch on Saturday as the once great Manchester United were celebrating a last second home victory against Newcastle United like they'd actually won a trophy. And... (laughs) You can give Arsenal all the crap that you want to give them for celebrating inappropriately at times, but that's embarrassing. So all of the restorative, resurrective narratives that were going on after this match, really, Jose Mourinho sticking around is only a benefit for teams like Arsenal and Spurs that are legitimately fighting for the top four. Mm-hmm. Jared, do you think Newcastle deserves something from this game? Uh, I do. If only just be on the backside of like to echo Boyce's point. So this was kind of a last gasp and uh, not really certain that uh, United deserve the result or frankly any results. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got a Newcastle squad who's sitting in you know, a bottom three. They walk into Old Trafford and they have 
square themselves away. You know, they get the early goal from Kennedy and then score almost back to back. You know, you're up to you know, the 10th minute and I think things are going well. It was almost as if the Old Trafford faithful just willed this win into mm-hmm. existence. Just goodness, give us something. And to echo a point earlier, may just give Jose Mourinho a stay of execution. I mean, it's not long before we have Zizou in here, uh, probably before the January transfer window. Uh, and then you'll see a surge from United, and I'll be all pissed off again uh, that they just simply <laughs> can't lose. Because uh, uh, you'll have a proper deployment of just this battery of offensive weapons that uh, uh, that United have. So, you know, Newcastle, having a recent promotion and coming up and staying, they need to figure things out, and they need to figure things out quick because uh, the tune is a Premier League stadium, and, and, and I think it should stay up. Uh, let's swiftly transition now to our classic closer, which is, of course, player profile. Uh, I'll provide five different clues to a Premier League player, each clue easier than the last. First person shout their name and correctly guess said player wins those two points. But you only get one guess as an incorrect shot does freeze you out. This week's category is titled Vicious Foulers, which more specifically means players who have racked up at least 10 fouls already this season. Guys, are we ready? Plenty. <laughs> he might be on the list who knows uh are we ready we good to go let's do it let's, let's go. go player number one is a german where's the number 20 shirt has been with his club since 2016 plays for the gunners boy i think it was boyce by a millisecond oh. so what is it boyce Skodron Mustafi. Skodron Mustafi, yes, that is absolutely correct. And that will get you those two points. The last clue was, first name is Skodron. That would have given it away. All right, player number two. (laughs) Player number two weighs 198 pounds. (laughs) (laughs) He's a striker. Boys. Yes, boys. Troy Deeney. It is Troy Deeney. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm so glad you mentioned his weight earlier. That was just perfect. Um, but that'll get you those points. Uh, the other clues were, is an Englishman, plays for Watford, and his first name is Troy. So nice work on that. Player number three is Brazilian. Has scored three goals in seven appearances. Plays as a midfielder. Jared. Yes, Jared. Lucas Moura. Lucas Moura is absolutely correct, sir. Yes, nice work on that one, and that will get you those two points. Uh, the other two clues were used to play for PSG, now plays for Spurs. So nice work, Jared. He, he fouls too much. He's too little. <laughs> <laughs> I believe he's racked up at least 13, actually, when I last checked the list. But anyway, uh, he's on. I'm there. a fan, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, player number four plays for Brighton. Has scored four goals this season thus far. Jared. Yes, Jared. Glenn Murray. Glenn Murray. Bam. Nice work, sir. Yes, that is correct. And I'll get you those two points. Uh, I should have picked up on my fantasy team that I've yet to flip. (laughs) (laughs) We've got to work on that. Uh, Other clues were used to play for Bournemouth is an Englishman, and his first name is Glenn. And did you know he has racked up an impressive 26 fouls thus far? 26. How many matches are we in? eight i think eight or nine um and he's i mean you work that average out i can't do the math but it's a lot um (laughs) scary anyway uh guys this last one is is for the game because we are tied we are both 
at seven points. So this is it. It comes down to this one. Player number five is a Frenchman. Did not make a World Cup appearance. Jared. Yes, Jared. Alexander Lacazette. Is incorrect, and that oh, does freeze you out. Was even in the squad? <laughs> I said it wasn't. It's not an appearance. That's why I jumped on it. Oh man, you were well, so upset about it over this. Uh, <laughs> uh, America. All right, we're well, giving it away in the end. Here are uh, one with the clues, James. Uh, <laughs> here come the clues, boys. Used to play for Spurs. God <laughs> oh, damn man. it! Now plays for Watford. <laughs> First name oh, is Etienne. <laughs> Kapoo. Etienne. Boo! <laughs> Etienne Kapoo is, is correct, and I'll get you those. You have to admit, that was not a bad guess. That I mean, I'll give it to you, and you did fall into a little bit of a trap that I laid. Um, but uh, uh, that's the nature of the game, man. Uh, but congratulations, boys. You do come away with the win uh, with nine points. How do you feel, bud? Have as many points as Arsenal have consecutive wins, and uh, long, yeah. long may they reign, and long may it continue. Long may it, well, well, guess we'll see on that one. Uh, Jared Bud, how are you feeling? Uh, you know, I feel like the pitch at Spurs New Stadium. Mm. I'm fresh. I'm growing. Okay. I'm feeling oh, confident yes. and uh, ready to, you know, finally be used. Used? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that devolved pretty quickly. Spurs New Stadium opening shortly. Please, God, opening shortly. Yeah, I think it is. I heard against uh, Burnley in December. Um, I guess we'll see if that does materialize. Um, I'll take it. We'll take it. Before we wrap things up, we're going to have a quick check-in with our fantasy league table as it stands. Uh, Boyce did have an impressive weekend making uh, Mr. P rack up some serious points. Um, so nice work on that. He got 30, I think, from uh, making him captain. So that does now vault you up to 7th. Meanwhile, Jared and I are struggling still towards the lower end of the table, picking up some uh, below-average points, and, well, we're just trying to have fun. I don't know where we are. 11th and 12th now? We're, we're near the bottom. 10th and 12th, I believe. 10th and 12th. There we go. We're, we're not quite in the middle yet. Uh, Darren McGovern continues to lead the charge with another impressive score from the weekend, taking his tally to 524. So nice work there, bud. Uh, there's still plenty of season left, and my wife is certainly closing in. Go Kelbell FC. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> folks, that, that is all we have time for today. Big thanks, as always, to my guests, Jared Bustamante and Boyce Richardson. Don't forget to check out our Twitter page, at Kick Corner Flag, as well as our Facebook page and website, kickflag.com. Uh, final thoughts, Jared. I'll do better next week. Uh, gosh, let's, let's bring it. Let's bring it. Uh, and Boyce? Jamie Vardy. Going to score as many goals as Troy Deeney against Arsenal. Big fat nil. (laughs) Love it. Thanks for watching, guys, and have a great week.